Hey, hey, welcome back to the ASAP or the After Synergy Application Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. I'm here with two special guests, Aubrey and Kinley. Say hello to everybody. Yo, yo. Hey, everybody. So we just got out of Synergy. If you haven't heard the message, hit pause, go back, listen to the fire words that David's dropping, <laughs> then come back here because we're going to be talking about dating and singleness and everything in between. But before we begin, let's do a fun question to break the ice and then we'll dig in. So here's your question. Tonight's about dating. So, what is the biggest ick factor? And in your in your part, like if you went on a date with somebody, what's the one thing they did and it's a no? And forever. Oh man, I want to put good thought into this. So, yeah, take your time. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't to be your biggest one, but like, yeah, what's a what's a ick factor that you have? Yeah. Not you have that your partner would have that you would say no. I'm not gonna lie. If he was wearing flip flops, I'd be like. <sighs> so Aubrey doesn't like dogs. We got the, no dogs. The, expo- the exposed dogs, the mandals are just not the hairy like big toe. Oh, I can't. I Guys, can't. if you're listening out there, it's okay. She's taken, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I, do your thing, fellas. Let those hairy toes shine. <laughs> Kinley, what, what's, your, what's yours? Well, I so agree with Aubrey. Mine's a little more obscure. Um, when somebody's, like, walking, you know, and they kind of bounce, like, their feet never mm. all the way hit the ground. I don't know why. It drives me insane. I can't stand it. They're trying to fly. Yeah. So boys, listen up. Let your feet <laughs> hit the ground. You never know who you're gonna be. With. You never know. You never know. Jack, what's yours for the ladies? Um, I'd say, um, what's the word? I don't know. I'd say like a funny one would be like, um, <laughs> I'm so scared for what's about to come out of your mouth. They like interrupt. Like I, I despise being interrupted it's like let me finish my dang sentence but like a serious one i don't know maybe just like being honest with like comedy like i think i'm pretty funny sometimes but like you don't have to fake laugh Mm. like if i can pick up on somebody fake laughing it's like no i'm sorry i appreciate it but just be real you know just tell me my (laughs) joke didn't land like i don't know this is hilarious because I, you know, like earlier in his sentence, I interrupted him. And also, my brother roasts me for fake laughing. <laughs> so, yikers. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive in and we'll talk about all three. All together as one. So we're going to kind of walk through those three steps and then we'll be done. So let's start with singleness. Now, Everybody in the everybody on the podcast this week is in different stages of life, so it'll be fun to get different perspectives. Let's talk about singleness. What'd you guys like about what David had to say? Man, well, I loved at the very beginning of his sermon. I guess this isn't as much about singleness, but it's like the beginning of his sermon. So he was talking about how um, like biblical principles apply so much to dating because in reality, dating is just not in the Bible because it's like a very new thing. And I remember when I first came to faith, I was like, oh, this is not black and white. Like, why are, why is dating not in here? Why is, you know, X, Y, and Z? Like, you know, there's nothing about phones or social media or things like that in the Bible, obviously, because um, technology wasn't really a thing yet. So um, I loved what he had to say about like 
just the way that biblical principles apply to dating. And that's really anything in life, you know, like anything that you do in life, you can apply biblical principles to it. And I just feel like that's such a big thing for understanding scripture. But um, to get a little more specific with singleness, um, I love that he was just like really hitting on how like, no time with the Lord is wasted. And I think sometimes singleness is viewed as like, okay, I'm in my waiting period. Like I'm waiting for this or waiting for that. And it's like, baby, no. Like when you're in relationship with the Lord, like your life is not just this impending, like, okay, I'm just like waiting for the next thing, which I completely empathize with because I feel like I have the proclivity and, you know, it's just human nature to like get excited for the next thing, you know, like the next big thing that's going on in your life. But um, I just really loved how he kind of framed that and how um, he even used his own personal experiences of like how directed his ministry was to like a group of Muslim people and things like that, where it's like, you know, he, he maybe could have done that while he was married, but he just was so completely fully devoted to that ministry because that's where he was in life, um, was in singleness. So really loved what he had to say about that. Yeah, I love the phrase he used with undivided devotion, and that's kind of what you were hitting on, Aubrey. Um, But singleness is just a time in your life where it's different from every other time. You get to truly be like yourself and God, and there's nothing else pulling your attention away from that. And it's just truly a special time that once you're out of it, and if you get married, you'll hopefully never be back. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I think um, it can be really hard, like we were saying, to sit in singleness because it's like it's a gift you don't want, but mm. it's a gift that you like really need. But I think one of the biggest lines that stood out to me was when he was quoting Ben Stewart. Guys, Ben Stewart's great. Um, you should read his <laughs> book. But he says... Um, a single life is not an unfulfilled life. And I think that's huge because, especially with guys, and like with in my own personal experience, it's like we're told like relationships and things are supposed to be one way by society, and like that's all we want. And when we don't get it, we're like super let down. But it's like your life isn't a waste if you end up single your whole mm-hmm. life. Like you, there's so much good that you can do for the kingdom mm-hmm. um, just by being single. And I thought that was really good. Yeah. Anything else from singleness? Hmm. Um, oh, something I kind of wanted to touch on. This is, um, you know, a little more personal, but, uh, if you don't know me, I'm three months married, holla, but, um, it's been like a good time in my life in singleness, you know, dated on and off, but also had like, you know, multiple year periods where I was single and I loved it. And, I think a lot of that, again, goes back to human nature. All of my friends were single, so it was like, oh, we're all in this together, you know, so much quality lady time. But also looking back and even looking at my life now, I realized how selfish I was with my time and how still I'm so selfish with my time. (laughs) And, you know, I was listening to David talk about, like, his ministry when he was single and, um, you know, kind of what that looked like. And I was like, man, like, not getting down on myself, but I was like, I, that's definitely something I struggle with just in general is like, my time is me time. And like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I have this vision for what I'm going to do with my time. 
Um, and especially when I was single, I was like, that was always my go-to line. Like I was like, I don't want to date because I've got all this time to do all these little, you know, creative things, all these friend things, all these trips. Um, when in reality, I was just trying to feed my own selfish desires and I wasn't using that time um, super often to glorify the Lord. And so that's something even now I like still very much struggle with. So I don't know. I think it was just really cool for me to hear like what, you know, it looked like for David to be selfless with his time in singleness and um, yeah, just have such a tangible example of that. Cause I know that I definitely struggled with that in singleness and still do. Yeah, I know for me, singleness is a struggle every day, like other people, but I still just, I love how you said it, like, as a gift, and I think it is, because it's like, there's a reason why at CSF, when people get married, a lot of times they leave, and it's because, like David said, when you're single, you're fully devoted to the Lord, but when you're married, you're devoted to the Lord and this other person, and it's like, you, we can't do what we do at CSF if we're all married. I'm not saying you can't do it if you're married, but there's a reason why most of us are single, and it's because we have that extra time in the day to reach students and it's kind of a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the name of the message, which was dating. Let's talk about dating and all the good things about dating and all the bad things about dating and, and everything. <laughs> um, Kimley, you want to start this one off? Well, my favorite thing that David had to say about it was date someone whose character matches your chemistry because I feel like a lot of our focus in this day and age is like, oh, well, you have to vibe well with them, and that's really all that matters. But when you really look at it, you can vibe well with someone, but if you can't like have a deep conversation with them, then like that's not going to sustain you for a marriage that lasts years upon years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think a lot of times, sometimes they're looking for like shoddy bad or like or like a baddie, but like sorry, I had to throw that one in there. Yeah, too. Um, but in all seriousness, we're looking for like at least for guys. We're sometimes we're just like looking for the hottest person, and um, this guy named Jonathan Pakluda who wrote the message we're doing. He just did something about he did a two part series like what to look for in a woman and what to look for in a man. But he was talking about how like there's always going to be someone that's hotter eventually in your life. Like Mm -hmm. your wife or your husband might be the hottest person in the moment, but it doesn't mean 10 years down the road, you're not going to find somebody that's hotter. So it's like looking for the hottest person is kind of pointless. And he was talking about, he went on to talk about like characteristics, but he was saying like, you really do need to find somebody of good character and faith because it's like, there's always going to be someone hotter Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, man, dating. Give me a minute to gather my no, thoughts. No, that's good. I'll I'll say I'll say my other favorite line. Um, actually, I went to a young adults thing about dating at my church at Southland, and the young adults pastor said this line, and David said this line, and I think it's so good, um, for for guys and for girls, but just like letting your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important, even in my life. When, you know, when you go, when I go to ask someone out, it's like, you can't like mess around, like be direct, you know, ask them on a date. Don't ask them to hang out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want to date them, don't be like, uh, let's, let's just talk for a little bit. It's like, no, let's just like, let's be definitive in our answers so we can move on and like find somebody else. And as silly as it is, I think it's some of the best advice that he gave. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good one. Um, I think one thing I really loved about what David was kind of hitting on with dating was um, just like not seeking self-fulfillment. And that's not to say like, oh, you should hate dating. Obviously you should enjoy dating. It should be something you delight in because you know, you delight in this person. Um, but I think in my own life where I went wrong with dating so many times was like, okay, how can this person fulfill this emotional need that really I should just be putting in the Lord? Um, and then you get into codependency issues and it just gets sticky. So, um, I don't know. I think even evaluating your motives behind dating and that's kind of what David was hitting on of like, um, you know, are you doing it for sexual fulfillment or for status or, you know, I can't remember exactly what else he listed off, but just being completely real with yourself and being like, okay, do I want to date someone because I'm lonely or do I want to date someone um, because I see marriage with them and like get excited about doing ministry with them and things like that. So um, really loved what he had to say about that. Kinley, anything else? Um, I think we've summed it up pretty good. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to go off script a little bit and ask a question. Both of you guys um, have dated or are dating somebody currently. What is a character, what is like a number one characteristic that you look for in a partner that you would want to pass on to somebody else here listening to this podcast? Yeah, the biggest one for me is to be able to communicate with them. Like, when something happens that is not great, um, to sit down then and talk about it. Because if you let that, like, sit and build up, then it's just going to lead to an even bigger issue and turn out worse than it would if you just sat down and talked it out and make it right then. Yeah, that's huge. That's a huge one. Uh, I feel like my big thing with Jared before we got married was he was the only guy I had dated before where I like wholeheartedly trusted his leading. And my, I think my natural personality, you know, learning about what um, like a wife's role in marriage is and what a man's role in marriage is and you hear submission, you hear, you know, words like that, but culture is just freaking, you know, thrown against a wall. Uh, and I would hear stuff like that and I was like, ah, oh, so that means I have to be weak. That means I have to be this. That means I have to be, you know, something I don't feel like I am, which, you know, that's a whole conversation. If you don't know what the biblical definition of submission is, uh, look into it because, um, it's not what culture tells you it is. But anyways, so yeah, he, I mean, I, I would think about like, okay, if, you know, Jared and I have children down the road and one of our kids gets cancer, like I wholeheartedly trust in his leading to handle that situation with the grace of the Lord. Um, with wisdom, with just seeking the Lord's guidance in that, um, which that's kind of like a morbid example, but like, you know, you never know what life is gonna throw you away. So um, that's something I was like, man, I, I really deeply, deeply respect um, who he is and 
who he will continue to be um, and the ways that he will like lead our future family. So that was a big one for me. Dang, dropping knowledge. <laughs> so the third thing David talked about was, so he talked about singleness, he talked about dating, and then he talked about honor. And with honor, we can even throw in some stuff about uh, things past dating, like engagement or marriage. But let's talk about the honor aspect of singleness in this form of singleness of honoring other people and dating. How do you honor your um, partner and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, man, I, I really love this topic. I love what David had to say just on like what that looks like emotionally, sexually, like all, all the things. Um, and he even brought up uh, the example that Lydia brings up, um, about friends that she has where, uh, one, I think it's the spouse's, uh, the spouse had dated one of the bridesmaids. Um, no, no, no. I'm getting so confused. The one of, uh, anyways, anyways, someone in the bridal party had dated someone who was getting married and they were like, obviously in the wedding and they, one of them thanked the other for honoring, um, their, now spouse so well in dating. And I remember hearing that for the first time. I like got chills because I was like, what? Like that, that is honor to like the utmost degree. Like I, I just respect that story so much. Um, and just, yeah, kind of going back to what you were talking about, Jack, of just like really being clear in dating, you know, whether it's like the talking phase where you're like getting to know each other or like you're, you know, quote unquote official. Like, I think just being clear every step of the way, um, is just so important because in reality, like no matter how pragmatic we are, we all have emotions, we all feel things. And so, um, our hearts can get played with very quickly and very easily if we're not careful. Um, so yeah, that's a good, that was a good point. Kinley, do you have anything to add? Maybe, how do you, like, maybe some advice on how to honor a dating partner? Yeah, I think one way is um, just with your time, because me and Connor are both in college, and we're both super busy. He's student teaching right now, and I'm in the midst of finals, and we've found, like, our time together is not much right now so just really being intentional with the time you have with them and also with the time apart with them like with them to build up your relationship and the time that you're on your own with God to build your relationship with God to therefore like base your relationship on your individual relationships with God I would say yeah that's all good I think David kind of talks about the importance of bo- of our bodies when it comes to the honor aspect because obviously when you get married your body becomes your spouse's and your spouse's body becomes mm-hmm. yours and you guys become one and um so he, so he kind of talks about three or four points like resisting the urge of porn or not having sex before marriage but even stuff as simple as like don't sleep in bed with your dating partner one because what he says is genius is like you're building a relationship based on sleep, like not having sex. And it makes your marriage really weird when you are allowed to. But also just like don't run as close as you can to the line because you're probably mm-hmm. going to fall over. Mm-hmm. 
And I just think, especially for single guys and single girls, like one of the biggest things you can do to honor your spouse is to like really work on lust and porn. Like Mm -hmm. if you're sitting there struggling today, like come to CSF. If you're in Lexington and like, we'd love to help you or get plugged in a church. But like walking away from that is such an honor. And especially like most people have probably done something in that realm at least once or twice. So it's like getting that right before you go into a marriage and a dating relationship just means there's so much less baggage that you're going to just leave on your, on your partners. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good. I think that's even good for people who are dating and married to hear, you know, cause I think it's a common narrative sometimes to be like, well, like if I'm addicted to pornography or masturbation, then it'll just, it'll just go away when I get married because I have this outlet, so to say, and it's like, mm-mm, no, like an addiction's an addiction, and um, when your brain gets used to that kind of stuff, it it gets um, really hairy, and so I think that that's a really good thing um, for the people to know, but also knowing there's so, 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 so much grace in that battle and um, in that healing period because, um, yeah, I mean... It, pornography, whatever it is, like sexual sin, it, it is a hard one to, um, to kick. And so, yeah, just know that if you're listening and you're like, well, that's me, um, know that there's so much grace and there's so many people that want to help you through that and want to hold you accountable and want to see you walk in freedom, um, from that. Yeah, that's so good. Just to reiterate, yeah, none of us in this podcast, David on stage, your pastor at your church, none of us are perfect and have probably stumbled in some area of uh, keeping boundaries or anything with dating or relationships or sex. So like you're never too far gone and you're mm-hmm. loved by a creator more than you can ever imagine. So don't don't let shame uh, don't give into the don't give into shame. Amen, Jack. <laughs> if you didn't hear anything else in that podcast, you need to hear those last two points. <laughs> Great. So as we're wrapping up the podcast, anything else you want to leave the viewers with? I mean, any any last bits you're like, man, I didn't say this because maybe, like, let's hear it because this is it. <laughs> I think I have something, maybe. All right, let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, like, super vague. Uh, I'm going to pull some scripture real quick. Uh, so David brought up, Proverbs 25 for, no, not 48. Uh, let me just find it real quick. 25, 28. And he was talking about um, just men. It says, it is not good to eat too much honey, nor, did, nor is it honorable to seek one's own honor. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. And then he goes on to talk about the famous Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, And I'll just skip to verse 25. It says she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And, you know, especially Proverbs 31, I feel like that's one we like see in our grandma's kitchen on like a little (laughs) sign or something. But these are so profound because 
like, this is really getting to the heart of men and women. Like, I don't know, I think about, um, like in Proverbs 31, um, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Like, the writer knew that we need, like women needed to hear that because societally we feel this pressure to like look a certain way on the outside and to be viewed um, a certain way. And now with social media, that's like ramped up times a thousand. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think about, and I think it's in Ephesians where Paul is talking about just kind of the nature of men and women and like things they should, um, you know, be wary of like, it's so important to like not take those for granted because they really know how men and women operate and the things that we think about and how God uniquely designed um, men and women. So yeah, I don't know. I think, I think those are just like good ones to, to camp out in and to just be aware of. That was fire. (laughs) All right, guys. I know I said 15 minutes. We went a little over, but We've been talking about a lot of good stuff. Obviously, dig in deeper if you have anything else to say, but it's been great hanging with you guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye.